0: We are the Potterheads here to talk about chapter seven to chapter twelve. I'm Fernanda.
1: I'm Steven and I'm Joseph. <laughs> uh, so in between the chapters of um, seven and twelve oh wait, um we learn about uh, ha- Harry, Hermina, and uh, Ron arrive at Hogwarts and meet uh, at the welcoming banquet. Harry starts to discuss with his classmates about the, the students whose parents are muggles, like Hermione and a kid uh, named Samus. After the banquet, we read, up, we read about the magical hat that chooses what house you belong to. Harry dislikes children because of, of Draco, because they have became, become enemies. Is ha- Harry is happy to join Gryffindor with uh, Ron and Hermione. And later, we also see a new side of Harry where we he seems more uh, human and not as special as a special kid like everybody else sees him has. Harry still goes through the struggles in school because he's a new wizard and really doesn't have any training um, compared to the other kids where since birth they've been taught uh, to do magic. Uh, McGonagall's... As McGonagall is teaching a flying lesson to Harry's class, Malfoy finds a, a magical b- a ball belonging to Neville, picks it up, and it begins to fly. Uh, Harry, in a flash, flies after it and catches it and spectacularly lands safely back on the ground. Mag- McGonagall-, McGonagall-, <laughs> McGonagall... doesn't get Harry in trouble, but instead takes him to the head coach of Gryffindor. Quidditch team... Uh... The, uh, the head of the quidditch team after that uh, Malfoy finds Harry and is mad at him for embarrassing him earlier and challenges him to a duel as the time gets closer for the duel Hermione tries to stop Harry from going but is unable to and Harry meets uh, waits for Malfoy at the at the spot for the duel after a while Malfoy is uh, is a no-show and so and and um, uh, the janitor comes <laughs> and uh, it scares, scares uh, Harry, the three of them, away. And they get lost into a, a forbidden place where they find a, 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 a huge sleeping dog. And once they see it, they quickly, quickly made their, their way back to dinner. Back to, the, back to dinner. Uh, during dinner, they are warned that there's a giant lost in, uh, roaming around in the school. Harry and her and Ron run after to find Hermione as she, because uh, she wasn't with them. When they find her, she is trapped inside of the girls' bathroom with the with the giant. Using teamwork and magic, the three of them manage to uh knock out the giant. After this, they uh, uh they um, go back and are praised for their bravery. Um. Uh. Later. Later. Um. The the quidditch season begins and Harry is about to play his first ma- match against uh Slytherin. As the match starts, Harry is playing Seeker and he is chasing a golden a little golden ball. I I don't know where Harry's broom starts to uh starts to move uncontrollably. Her- Hermione spots Professor uh, Professor Snape uh staring staring at Harry and mu- uh, muttering to himself. <laughs> to help Harry out, Hermione runs over and sets his robe on fire. Harry is now back in the game and is able to catch the snitch to win the game.
2: Perry, do questions? Um, moving on to the discussion questions. Uh, number one What is the significance of the sorting hat in Chapter 7?
0: So, the sorting hat is the hat um, in Hogwarts that helps. Distribute the kids between the four different houses, which are Gryffindor, which is for the brave; Ravenclaw, which is for the smart; Hufflepuff, which is for the humble and the kind; and then Slytherin, which is for the people that are really out there. Um, I think that the Sorting Hat is important because it might it might be a representation of of um. Of destiny be- and um, it also gives students a choice of what they want to be and lets them decide. Um,
1: I think that hat like it's kind of a, a way to choose your uh, destiny because being chosen into a, a certain uh, group can uh, change like the outcourse because if um, Harry isn't chosen into Gryffindor he would have probably never stayed friends with uh, Hermione or Ron and made new friends and the whole story could have been different so this is actually a very uh, key moment and that we see Harry uh like talking to the hat and um and uh and telling him that he wants to be in Gryffindor.
2: Um adding on to what Steven Fernandez said, I think it I think the sorting hat has um correlates with uh fate and destiny too because um in a way um the sorting hat is destiny itself and it chooses um the 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 classes for the students. And Harry doesn't. We're told later in the story that um, a lot of elements of destiny are take, can take place because in in chapter seven, it it shows how the Sorting Hat, uh, the Sorting Hat initially wants to put um, Harry in Slytherin, but since but because um, Harry Potter didn't Harry didn't want to be in Slytherin and wanted to be in Gryffindor, uh, he he chose his own path, and was put in Gryffindor. Uh, the second question uh how does harry feel about how other how does harry feel about others seeing him
1: uh harry is a uh, is a uh, seen as a, a special child and is supposed to be very gift <laughs> very gifted uh but it's it's quite the contrary where because um he's very like not as skilled as everybody cuz he never got that training that everybody has at an early age he barely got his wand he barely got his broomstick but he is still uh kind of kind of talented and able to pick up things real quickly, but and has to work harder. And it also says that he's like everybody else and has the teachers that he doesn't like. And it's shown more as human.
0: Yeah, I agree with Steven because Ron actually knew more about everything beforehand from Harry, because the chess quidditch, which Harry knew nothing about and the chess game also.
2: I I agree with Steven and Fernanda because at first, Harry is seen as some kind of um, prof, uh, prophet child, and later on uh, we can see more see how, how he how that degrades into more human in, in, instead of something really special. The third question is how do, how do you feel, feel about Peeves and why? What stands out about him what stands out about him against all the other ghosts?
0: So, Peeves um, is the ghost that's kind of a troublemaker and does possibly worse stuff than the students. And uh, he actually may represent Fred and George in a way because they're also mischievous. And I think Peeves is, like, I don't know, cool because he's different from all the other ghosts. And he's not afraid to, like, show who he is and... If he stands out against all the other ghosts because 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 he's the only one that's like mischievous, does stuff wrong and like actually bothers all the other ghosts while the rest of them kind of just roam around
1: uh, I feel like they do this uh, to, to to show Peace as a more of a, a alive than dead as, as a ghost because I said you as a ghost, you expect him to be, like, hollow and, like, uh, uh, um, emotionless. But we see the exact opposite with Peeves. He's very energetic and um, very like, childish. And um, he likes to play around a lot. So it shows another side to the ghost where, even though they're dead, they still have their, their, char- their characteristics and their personality.
2: Question four. Wh- why do you guys think Argus Filch is so obsessed with getting students in trouble? Uh, I personally think that he, he's just like this because... I guess he's
1: using an old grouch, pretty much. Um, I also think he's, like, just old, and, like, he's been there for a while, so I think, the, like, um, he knows what he has to do, and he knows that um, there are always going to be, be kids doing things and, uh, that they shouldn't be doing and wandering around in places. Like, when he catches them um, about a duel... Um, he scares them off but they also end up going somewhere uh, to a forbidden place where they're not they're not allowed to be which is another reason for him to be looking out for them
0: um i actually found out that he wasn't he isn't really a wizard he's from a wizarding family but doesn't possess magic so maybe he's just being petty with the students and like holding a grudge against them
2: question 5 how does miss norris mr Ar- uh which is filch's cat reflect filch's actions um, in the story we can see that that miss Norris kind of reflects what Argus Argus does because pretty much he she she reports to him as whatever the students do so for example if someone someone is misbehaving or someone's doing something that's not that they're not supposed to do the cat will um, go get filch to get them in trouble
0: As old, as old. Um, I think I think miss Norris may reflect filch in some way because they're both old and they might have been there for a while and miss Norris is just used to like helping helping filch around and just getting students in trouble
2: question five I mean no question six what is Harry's nightmare about Quirrell's turban so significant um i think it's so significant because it's kind of foreshadowing what what happened in, in the future um basically what happens in harry's nightmare is that he's wearing a Quirtless turban and it's telling him to um to that he must join um slytherin right away or else bad things will happen and Harry does doesn't want to do this obviously so he rebels against the the turban, and it describes it describes that the turban becomes heavy and, and it grips tighter around his around his head, and then he sees that Malfoy is looking at him, staring at him and laughing, and then he turns into uh, Professor Snape, and then the and then the whole dream just explodes into a green mist and Harry wakes up in the in a cold sweat in a cold sweat, and I guess that's in a way prophetic
1: because. It kind of describes what's going to happen. Um, it also places a significance on the turban. Because um, we don't know if um, it could show for later characters. And it shows um, that he has a connection with uh, the turban. Or with something that is connected to the turban. Because he's dreaming about it. And it's um, really affecting him in his like life. And it's, uh, it's like whispering to him. So, it's trying to control him and uh, tell him what to do and lead his destiny. And in the past, we've seen him um, Harry uh, follow his own path. Like, he chose to rebel against the, the turban.
2: Question seven. What is your guys'
1: um, favorite details about Har- about Hogwarts?
0: Um, one of my favorite details is the, where they eat food, the Grand Hall, right? Because... There's always like a bunch of food that just comes and like to them and also the, the ceiling of the hall is really cool and it reflects the weather out on the outside. Yeah, and then um, one of my favorite scenes about the Grand Hall was when Rong just kept eating.
1: Uh, I also agree with Fernando that I think that the hall is very cool and how they're able to prepare meals for like thousand people. And it's like the best of the best food. And um, it's where they all uh, uh, eat together and um, talk about their days and have a community.
2: Question eight. How do you guys feel about Quidditch and and what connections of the real world can you see or make during the game?
0: So Quidditch is basically a game... Um, in the Wizarding World, which kind of reflects off of soccer and basketball in ways. And it's actually seen throughout the book that Dean is always fighting with other students that when he, he says it's similar to soccer, but the rest of the students say it's nothing compared to soccer.
1: Uh, Quidditch is a very, like, uh, sp- a sport that people are very passionate about. And it's also like what we see in the real world where people can go overboard with this uh, sport. It's a very dangerous sport where people can get um, injured uh, very badly. Um, and we see that people cheat and um, it's a very like school-wide uh, event. So everybody is very engaged with it.
2: Um, I think it's a very violent sport in reference to the English sports oh rugby yeah as Steven mentioned rugby which has basically almost no rules but there are obviously all rules rules, but the sport can be very um, very violent and the goal is almost like football to get the ball to the other side and yeah question 10 I mean question 9 what do you think Dumbledore actually saw in the mirror of Erisid? What would what, what you guys think you'd see?
0: Um, I think Dumbledore probably saw in the mirror something that he, he hides deep inside, such as uh, maybe um, something dark that happened to him in the past that he regrets. And I think that if I looked into the mirror, I would see... Um, me graduating college or something i don't know um i think
1: dumbledore saw a a better life for him or like something that made him want to like that he wants and i think for myself i would see um me pursuing my my like greatest passions and um being able to to make a career out of it
2: i guess yeah I think Dumbledore really saw was something, was a foreshadowing of the future, of his future, but uh, we can't really know. Um, if I were to stare into his mirror, I think I'd see my grandparents who I've never met. Uh, question 10, which character do you guys most connect with?
0: Um, I think I most connect with both Ron and um, Neville because Neville's kind of clumsy. And then, um, Ron eats a lot, and I enjoy both of their characters.
2: Um, I think I connect a lot with Malfoy because uh, his house is Slytherin, and that house is described as cunning and smart, and and I think in a way I could be cunning and clever
1: i think i would be um uh because uh it's kind of uh, uh slow and i'm not <laughs> i'm not the brightest kid but yeah it's cool okay
0: so that was it for our our ted talk today i mean um our disc <laughs> our discussion today um about Chapter, <laughs> Chapter 7 to 12 in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. We'll see you next time. I'm Fernanda.
1: I'm Steven. And I'm Joseph.
0: We'll see you next week.